Life moves on, so why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. So we're back with another Moms Moving On, and I am so happy to be doing this because I think podcasting was my secret love from the very beginning that I hadn't met yet. Um, I got to learn from all of these amazing guests that I have on. I get to talk, which I like to do also. So win-win for me. But today's a win for you because all of you are constantly reaching out in my DMs and by email and asking me how I got happy again. Will I ever be happy again? How do you feel happy after a divorce? And, you know, of course, I post pictures of my new life and I've remarried and am really enjoying myself. But the remarriage didn't make me happy. I made me happy. And who better to talk about happiness with than the author of 10 Steps to Finding Happy, co-author. Her name is Dr. Lindsay Weisner, and she's a psychologist, so she's the expert. I'm just the person who blabbers on and on. Dr. Lindsay, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, but I should warn you, I blather on and on too. <laughs> yeah, well, this is, this is like blabber central here. So welcome to Blabber Town. Please blab with us about happiness. And also uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. I am a uh, psychologist in Long Island, New York. I Woo-hoo, have Strong Island. There you go. I have, yeah, Mich- Michelle and I actually live, live parallel lives. She was born up here and moved down there, and I was born down there and moved up here. So go figure. Um, I know we missed each other just by a little. So I am a psychologist in Hewlett, uh, Hewlett Long Island, which is the South Shore. And I have fallen into the accidental niche of specializing in teen suicide, which most people don't want to fall in. And um, it sounds a little odd. I never thought I could or would tolerate the ickiness and anxiety and nerves of it. But as it turns out, I feel quite comfortable. And unfortunately, there have been a lot of teen suicide, both actual completed suicides and attempts and thoughts. And so I, it's my job to tell them that it's okay to feel things and it's okay to feel like garbage. Do we swear on this show? Oh, we sure do. Thank God. Um, so it's okay to feel like garbage and you don't have to act happy all the time. And interestingly, this, the, the sort of multiple suicide deaths started occurring about a year ago, and this book really came to fruition two years ago. So I always say that if I could go back, I would have changed it to 10 Steps to Finding Happier because I think we all have this ideal, much like we have an ideal body type or weight or you know man or whatnot. Um, we all have an idea, or like when your kids tell you you're bored and I don't give a shit if you're bored, like make something, read something, create something. Um, we all have an ideal for what we think happiness is. And it's a kind of a spoiled, like a first world country type thing. So I think you're right about that because I, I feel that many people associate getting married again, post-divorce, or even just getting married with being happy, which is why so many of us fuck up our first marriages because we think, all right, I have a husband now. I'm just going to be happy, right? Like, no, that's not how it works exactly. And some of us, including myself, learn the hard way and then have to relearn all about what it means that happiness is in fact an inside job. 
I recently moved into a, a new house and it's very exciting and the house is beautiful and I'm in love with it. And most days I don't really want to leave my home. But the truth is moving is stressful. You know, marriage is stressful. I like to say I never knew, I never knew how many things there were to fight about or how many things I could do wrong until I, you know, moved in and married my husband. Because with anything big and positive, you know, moving, marriage, uh, you know, getting engaged, there's a huge ton of stressors that go along with it. Oh, yeah. And so it's our job, I, I believe, and we believe that um, it's kind of spoiled, rotten, um, I still want to say like first world countries, but that's not what it's called, developed nation, whatever, to take it for granted. So, so in fact, one of the first, uh, the first step in this book is choose to find happy. And I, had I titled this chapter, I would have said, put, you know, put on your fucking big girl panties and like make some choices that you know that you need to make and do some tough things. I love that because I'm constantly talking about, you know, you have two choices. You can sit and wallow and be the victim of your divorce, which all of us know plenty of women who are this way and years later are still bitching about the fact that he left or it didn't work out. Or there are the women who without skipping a beat decide, I'm moving on. I've got one life to live. Let's make the best of this storm we've gotten ourselves into. Yeah. I don't know enough about, because that would be a really interesting thing. I told you before, I'm a research geek. So I don't know enough about like the psychology of divorce, et cetera. You know, I mean, I know the statistics, I know the odds, but, but I don't, I wonder, my guess is that it's a personal internal characteristic that defines how you view divorce, much like it's a personal individual characteristic that defines how you view happiness, you know? Too many of us think that happiness should be a norm, and yet there are certainly different stages and ages of life where we're prone to be less happy. There's a guy whose name I forget who recently published this whole thing about this U-shaped version of happiness and how um, like, we tend to peak in childhood and then at the end of adulthood and uh like oh, that's, this that's right impressive. like the middle your, your, your middle ages is supposed to suck you know okay. but, um but i thought about it and there may be some interesting reasons for why that's true and first of all happiness does not peak in the teenage years that's crap but when you're right. little you're learning new things every day and uh one of our steps is try something new. And the truth is when you learn something new, whether it be like line dancing or knitting or podcasting, it fires all the uh, neurotransmitters. It creates new uh, synaptic connections and your brain gets all excited because new, new connections are being made. And like, it's literally an excitatory state. So it does make you happy scientifically just trying something new, you know, and we I forget. Yes. We talked about this um, on a different podcast. I recorded the person I spoke with, her advice was do something every day that makes you happy. Like you may not feel happy, but finding something to do that brings a little bit of pleasure over time will make all the difference. And I think it's interesting that you say that because I decided when I separated, I was going to try something new also and it became my thing that like I hung on to and it gave me so much strength and what was it 
Um, I started working out one-on-one with a trainer. Nice. I have had really bad knees for a really long time and I've had so many surgeries. I have an autoimmune thing and I just wanted to feel strong again. Like I felt deflated and just weak emotionally and physically after my split. And I'm like, you know what? This is something I'm going to do for me. And I looked forward to it the same way I look forward to a new episode of Housewives. Like I was hooked and I couldn't wait. And it really, truly helped me. And that turned into taking a walk every day. Like I work from home. So I wanted to get out, take a walk, you know, have a little bit of fresh air, get the endorphins. And it really helped me focus more on myself than ever before. Of course, and exercise 100% gets those endorphins and hormones and um, neurotransmitters firing. Um, Happy people just don't kill their husbands or ex-husbands. <laughs> It depends what makes you happy. Yes, I don't know. <laughs> I've never had a homicidal patient, and like two things that I'm sort of like I want before like I retire, and you know, a thousand years down the road, is I kind of want a, a, a homicidal patient who doesn't doesn't do it. But I also kind of want to find myself in a room with someone with multiple personalities because that would make me so happy to have something new. Girl, I could introduce you to some people I know. Anyway, <laughs> that's another conversation. Let's talk about number two, step number two, not poop, but like number right, two. Right, right. Well, um, so far we've discussed choosing to find happy. We've also discussed trying something new. Um, another, whew, another step would be, by the way, one of the first podcast interviews I did, they asked me to go through all 10 steps and I, they didn't tell I'm me this. Do that here because I, I know. I know. Well, yes, I want people to buy my book, but I also don't have the brain power to, um, to remember it. Um, but I think something that you and I will both relate to is find your passion, find your purpose. Love that. You know, I have been, so I have this book, uh, book release is March 20th. I am sending, mailing these postcards all over the world because I, uh, I don't math and I couldn't figure out exactly how much it would cost me to mail all these, uh, mail all this shit all over the world. And I just felt so strongly because it's the postcard and it said, uh, you will be getting one in the mail. That's why I asked for your address. Ooh, awesome. And it says hashtag 10 steps and the stigma, uh, hashtag mental health awareness. And my hope is that on the day that the book is released, March 20th. It's also the United Nations International Day of Happiness. It's a thing. I'm convinced the guy was high when he came up with it, but I don't give a fuck because we got him to endorse our book. So get, get as high as you want to. Oh, God. Um, and so it's my dream that on March 20th, when you turn on social media, you're, we get this flood of like yellow with people posting pictures of themselves holding it or their children or whatever. And I realize it's like an impossible dumbass dream. Well, I just, I just thought of the best idea for us. What? Podcast. It okay. will launch on March 20th with me holding the sign. Are you uh, shitting me? That's awesome. That's it's the perfect plan. You just made <gasps> my life a little bit easier. Yes. You just made my life easier because really what's happening is like, I am, I am a one woman grassroots movement who sleeps like three hours a day. I, um, for the book launch, book signing, we happen to be gifted the Cradle of Aviation Museum. Um, 
in Garden City. I know it. I know. I know it you well. do. Basically, it's an air and space museum for all you non-Long uh, Islanders. And you can rent it out for bar and bat mitzvahs and weddings. Right. But we were gifted it because one of our guest writers, her husband, is like a bigwig there. So we get it for free. And then I have managed to get people to donate food and beverage. And I have also reached out to I don't think I have um, fingerprints anymore from all the typing I've been doing. Um, I, I've basically been reaching out to authors and celebrities and athletes and asking them to donate something with the, and sign it and hashtag it 10 steps and the stigma. And we are doing a raffle because my goal is for everyone to leave a little happier. So you come in, you buy a book, you get 10 raffle tickets. You come in, you buy nothing and eat my food and drink my booze, you get three raffle tickets. It doesn't matter. Everyone should have the chance to leave a little happier, to leave with something new. I feel so passionate and purposeful about, like, it's like my whole life sort of came full circle. I, um, I, I'm using this book as a platform to do something I really believe in. Like, the book is good. It'll make you feel happier. It's science. But I really want to save these teenagers. And I spent my entire life um, with a suicidal parent who to this day continues to fail miserably. She's just not good at it, but um, I can't help her. So I try to help other people. And this has given me, uh, I feel like I'm on crack. I'm not, but um, you know, I wake up at four 30 in the morning to work out so that I have every minute. It's my serotonin. serotonin. This Mm -hmm. is really filling that cup for you. That's amazing. I'm so glad I found you. Uh, I'm so glad you found me too. I'm really flattered you asked for an intro because dear Lord, I I would introduce myself to you anytime. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, I, I feel such passion and purpose about it that every time I do an interview, that's the one that sticks out for me is how, you know, and, and, I get a lot of no's and it doesn't matter. It does. But like the other day, Conor McGregor, do you know who he is? Of course I do. The notorious MMA. Yeah. He's donating a pair of um, autographed boxing gloves to our raffle. Oh my goodness. Right? That's amazing. Good for you guys. Thank you. So it's, you know, there's what is the event? It's March 8th. It's Wednesday, March 18th, um, 7 to 9 p.m. at the Cradle of Aviation Museum. And there'll be food, drinks, raffle prizes, of course, a book discussion, and then a book signing. Oh, my God. I wish I could be there. I, I wish can't. you could, too. I live in Miami. I mean, I, I would normally... Too. No, no, whatever. Anyway. Maybe I'll send you some videos and you can send it out. On... I got you. Okay. I got you. 100%. Okay, so we're running out of time and I want to keep talking about, you know, coming out of this. Look, whether you choose to get divorced or somebody leaves you, you find yourself, you wake up. And I'm thinking back to three years ago today when I woke up the day after I had my ex-husband leave and I'm like, oh my God, what now? And you're on autopilot and it's almost like you have to reteach yourself how to live a life on your own and you're parenting on your own for a lot of us. And so... What would you say should be priority numero uno for your emotional well-being when you're starting this process on your own? Sure. Um, this is going to sound sort of counterintuitive because, uh, but so I would say one of the steps is get rid of what you don't need, and that applies both to people and to clutter. I'm not a Marie Kondo type 
check I, because I have to write this down. This is great. Okay. Or buy my fucking book. Um, yes. <laughs> um, you know, get rid of, uh, you can pre-order it on Amazon, you know, um, the link is somewhere. Um, get, you know, get rid of people and things you don't need because here's the thing. So if your spouse leaves you or you leave your spouse, but let's go with the first one, you would think at some point I've gotten rid of that. You know, either way, like, okay, I've gotten rid of that. But chances are, if you have one toxic person, this is not scientifically proven, but it makes sense. If you have allowed one toxic person in your life and allowed them to hang around, you probably have more, you know, and um, you have to figure out what you really need because you're at a divorce, a separation, a breakup, your emotional reserves are like low oh down here. Yes. And so you only have room for so much. And that you know, fucking is science. That can't not be science. I'm sure That's- it is, but I just can't, you know, quote it. So okay, um, okay, yeah. I mean, I, someone somewhere will do a discovery. Uh, whatever. Mm. Science is weird. So um, fascinating, but weird. But like, figure out what you really need to do. And I'll give you a mom example. Like, I, I am in crazy fucking mode. You know. Um, I spent three hours ordering 30 dresses to be sent to my house so I can figure out which dress I'm going to actually wear at this launch party. Um, the, uh, last week, my kid had Hebrew school and I, I had podcasts lined up and the ride fell through and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like something's got to give and it's not going to break either of us. It's not going to, you know, like skipping an activity. Oh, I did not volunteer to go on the field trip. I am always class parent. I always volunteer. This year I was like, nope, I can't. Like cut out the extra stuff. Yes. In the long run, your kids will accept and love you and know who you are. My kids understand that right now they only have a half mommy for a few weeks. They do. And we find ways to still make special time, but I can't play Roblox with you. Yeah. I don't want to play Roblox with you, but I can't, you know, like, yeah. uh, I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not cooking dinner. We're ordering in and I know that I'm wasting money. And yet I know that in the long run, I would rather have a messier house and discs, 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 sinks, dishes in the sink rather than, uh, maybe that was a stroke. I don't know. Rather than, you know, and be able to like spend some time with my kids reading, talking about their day. Um, we have a book nook and we, we all try to read there like for a half hour at the end of the night. Like I would rather spend my time on that than yelling at them to clean their room or whatever, because ultimately it, it's, it's like a Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but it's, it's, it's for it's for when you're at the end of your rope. You yes. Know? Yes. When and you will down. very, very often be at the end of your rope. Yeah. Um, when you separate again, whether you choose to divorce or somebody leaves you, you are going to feel resentment. You know, I'm alone now, even though I wanted to be without this person, this is fucking hard. And you're going to find yourself at the end of your rope a lot. And so I like what you said, just weed out anything that is toxic, that does not add any value to your life because there is literally no more tolerance, energy, or time for it. I think that is perfect information and a beautiful way to start wrapping this up. I want everyone to be able to read all of these steps. So tell us how we can pre-order your book, please. 
Sure. There is already a pre-order link on Amazon, which I will send to you for your show notes. Yes, girl. Okay. Okay. Or uh, it took me a long time to understand what show notes were. And then I realized I was really dumb. Um, uh, If you go to Amazon and just type in 10 steps to finding happy, it'll show up. It also, for some reason, shows up under my co-author's name quicker than mine because she's written more books. Um, And her name is Selene, S-E-L-E-N-E, Castro Villa. That's, well, you know this in Miami, but it's Villa with two L's. Um, (laughs) You're funny. Thank you. Um, And, you know, check it out. Pre-order it. If you pre-order it now, you'll you'll get it the day it comes out on March 20th. And then you will be willing and able to join our social media storm by using the hashtag 10 steps and the stigma um, because... I am hoping, as I said, I think before we hit record, I've seen too many well-meaning parents tell their depressed or suicidal children to keep it a secret, whether it be from the school, from grandma, from their friends. And secrets just add shame and isolation and things we don't need, especially when we're depressed. So I am really trying to um, to make a movement, 10 Steps and the Stigma, and to get people talking about it. And my goal is either the night of the event or on the 20th, if, if it helps one teen feel less alone or child or adult who's contemplating taking their own lives, if it makes them feel a little bit closer to talking and telling how they feel, then I have made a difference because um, that's my goal. You're amazing. You are literally doing God's work and the children you treat and that who may come across your path are very lucky to have you. And we were lucky to have you today. I hope we can continue this again and just keep this discussion going because happy is the goal for a lot of us. And I know that happy is my happy place. So on that note, we wish you the best of luck. Where can we find you on Instagram? Of course. Um, I'm on Instagram at Psych Shrink Mom. I'm also on, I have a podcast, the Neurotic Nourishment Podcast. So it's at Neurotic Nourishment. You can find the podcast where you find all the other podcasts. I'm not going through the shit. We all know where to find podcasts. Or you don't know where a podcast is. You're not going to listen anyway. And then there is also, I'm on Twitter as Lindsay S. Callen, K-A-L-L-E-N. And on Instagram at 10 steps finding happy. Excellent. Thank you. It's a lot. I know I wasn't well organized, but it's fine. All worth it. You did it beautifully. And this was an awesome half hour. I appreciate your time. Go back to doing important things. I am so excited to release this on March 20th. I will save it for then. You're a very special person. Thank you, doctor. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.